You are ready to be taught the new way. It's HealthQuest Radio. It's Dr. David Kolbaba on AM 560. The answer. It's happening all along the beautiful shores of Lake Michigan. Meaningful, life-changing moments all around the world. HealthQuest Radio goes airborne, wheels up. Copy that. HealthQuest Radio proudly presents Adventures in Health with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hi, I'm Alex, and you, well, you're right where you're supposed to be. You're listening to America's number one health news and science show. Our adventure guide, he is ready. He is the voice of integrated preventive health care in our nation today. He's the clinical director of our West Dundee offices. His story will show he is a man before his time, a real trailblazer. My friend, my partner, and my favorite radio boss, here's our host, Dr. David Kolbaba. Hey, Dr. K. How you doing, Alex? How are you doing? Hey, come on. How are you? Good, Dr. K. How's it going? Very good. Today, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Or maybe, second thought, maybe we should. Hmm. I know you don't know what that means because you are just so young. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I happen to be a a, a charter member of the American Academy of Oral Systemic Health. My reason for joining this group was my interest in a startling revelation that surfaced a few years ago regarding the crucial link between our mouths and some very common diseases like Alzheimer's, uh, diabetes, and heart disease, to name a few. I addressed the Academy members a few years ago, encouraging them to begin implementing clinical nutritional concepts to their patients. Today, a growing number of dental practitioners like dentists, oral surgeons, endodontists, periodontists, dental hygienists are all on the cutting edge of a new breed in oral hygiene. Interesting that most of us, I'm sure you can remember, well, even in this moment as I say that, most of us as dental patients may have been taught or maybe came to understand that dental hygiene begins and ends with the oral cavity, a.k.a. our mouths. You know, you go get it worked on like some kind of road work and just keep it in tow because you don't want to walk through life without teeth, right? But, but that glass window has now been shattered with new discoveries that are frightening and exciting all at the same time. Frightening in that diseases like Alzheimer's, heart disease, and diabetes are all closely tied to the general health, the general health of your mouth. Meaning that the healthier our oral cavity is, the lesser the risk for these three major diseases and more are being added to that short list, by the way. Consistent with the old adage, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, is ominously accurate in today's world. Now, for those of us who don't know much about old adages, you see, gift horse in the mouth, when someone gave you something like a horse, people, when they would purchase a horse, they would look at the mouth for reasons that would reveal what was going. It's one thing to look at Uh outside the horse, but it's another thing to glean what's going on 
in the internal organs of that same animal so that the potential buyer would look at the horse's mouth because the horse's mouth back then was an indicator of the condition of the horse. And the whole idea is don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Hey, you got it for free. Shut up and sit down. (laughs) Just take the horse down the road. And as I said before, these new discoveries are both frightening and exciting at the same time because, well, the exciting part is, is that if we can help to restore, to, to, you know, better maintain our oral cavities, we can lessen our susceptibility to some of these common diseases, for sure. So the question, can better mouth care be so critically important? Well, absolutely. And you didn't know that. So you thought it was all about not getting cavities. But it's so much more. You see, the healthier our oral cavities can become, the lesser the chance for developing major deadly diseases such as diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, and and, and all types of, of coronary heart disease and every aspect of it. It doesn't necessarily begin or end with your average dental visit either. And that's what we're going to talk about as the show moves on today, because most of it can be done at home on your own. You just got to know why you need to do something. And then, in my particular opinion, then you'll know what to do and you'll be leveraged to do it. At least that's what I mean. Some of the most leveraged patients that I treat in my office are people who are ravaged by cancer, by these deadly diseases that makes them terminally ill, as given to them by their uh, physician who kind of puts that on them. And it's really sad because they're very leveraged. And in my opinion, the best cure for disease is a better defense against them. You see, a cure might be in the distant future. I know when I was a kid, they were talking about the cancer cure being right around the corner. And that was over 50 years ago. (laughs) And I'm thinking, wait a second, I'm not waiting for science. A cure may be in the distant future, perhaps. But defending against these diseases, in my estimation, is more of a possibility for sure. It's more practical, too. Defending, in my mind, is synonymous with prevention. So if we can get into a defensive mode with some aspects of our life, we could say perhaps with this correlation between these three major diseases and my mouth, I could do something about it. Now, last week's show, I quoted a new study that was just published regarding antibiotics. Not the first, but it's the most recent story that hit the press. Fact is, based on this new study out of Northwestern, that only 13%, 13%, 13% of antibiotic prescriptions, only 13% of those that are prescribed were deemed appropriate. Now, that leaves, in my estimation, do the old math, new math, that's 87% of the antibiotics that were given to people are in one way or another could be held to be questionable at least one degree or another. It's obvious that that we have a terrible overuse of antibiotics in this country today. It's just not, you know, it's people all worry about the opiates and that is a killing proposition as well. But antibiotics, you can imagine 13% appropriate, the rest, who knows what. It's the everyday use of antibiotics that I'm concerned about. It's the overuse of antibiotics, in my opinion, that has led to many, if not most, of the monster-like infections that are no longer responding to antibiotic care. 
Why did we do that? You keep throwing antibiotics at these little critters, these little microbes, and they get stronger. And guess what they're doing? They're replicating faster than we humans do, which means when you throw an antibiotic in your body, those little bugs, those bacterium, whatever it is you're fighting, turn into monsters. And, and remember this, the human body is made up of 70 to 90 trillion cells, while at the same time, there are over 300, maybe 400 trillion bugs or microbes that reside in our bodies. And those, most of which are found in our gastrointestinal tract, our gut. Think about it. There are more of them than us. There are more microbes living in us than make us us. Now, that's pretty fascinating in its own right. You see, typical antibiotics that are used in this country, it's a shotgun approach. Some of them are called the broad-spectrum antibiotics. Not only do antibiotics of every type strengthen various strains of bugs that they are meant to kill, that's my problem, ugh, but these same indiscriminate antibiotics kill normal microbes, normal bacteria, and destroy the ecology in all of our body, especially our intestinal tract, and we're going to learn in our mouth, causing many common gastrointestinal disorders that in turn bring on various health conditions that are uh, aka, otherwise known as irritable bowel. Crohn's disease, ulcers, colitis, diverticulosis, diverticulitis, etc., etc. Our gut ecology is known as a biome. It's like a biofilm. It's like, it's like a neighborhood that's filled with a tremendous diversity of living entities that all need to get along symbiotically together. Kind of like what we see in nature. So you'd say, well, nature would be good if we got rid of the wolves because they kill deer. Get rid of the mosquitoes because they bite me. Get rid of the parasites. They affect my dog. Get rid of the bats because I just don't like them. And vultures, who could ever want a vulture for a pet? But all of these are needed to complete the neighborhood. Balance is the key. We need wolves to keep the deer or the elk population in check. Mosquitoes to keep us in check. I don't know. <laughs> but balance is the key because, you see, we don't want more of one thing or the other. And there are special proportions or ratios of these, these various microbes that need to be maintained and not disrupted. Deficiencies of one of these microbes will cause sickness. Guess what? An overpopulation of one of these microbes can cause sickness as well, and they do big time. Now, this is probably why one of the reasons, based on our original design, that 80% of our body's immune system is located in our gastrointestinal tract. Antibiotics, especially because of their overuse, disturbs this very delicate balance, not only in our gastrointestinal tract, but also many other areas of our body that houses these microbes. A new headline this week relates to the new discovery regarding our ecology, our biome, our biofilm, as it relates to our oral cavity and how it in turn is directly related to our susceptibility to at least three major diseases, Alzheimer's, diabetes, and heart disease. So, we're gonna come back with more information about that, that relationship, because it's good for you to know the healthy-minded ones of us listening today, we've got something more we can do to lessen the risk of these terrible diseases that apparently have a direct connection, a direct link to our oral cavity. But you gotta stay right here, okay? Okay. 
You're listening to Chicagoland's longest-running health, news, and science show with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. natural killer cells are an essential part of our immune system that help fight illness. Did you know that certain vitamin C supplements can initially lower your immune response for up to four hours? In two separate studies, natural killer cell activity was inhibited by more than 20% for the initial four hours after supplementation with the ascorbic acid form of vitamin C. Oh, but don't worry, now there's Sunny C. In published research from a prestigious California university, this vitamin C formula has shown to have no transient suppression of immune function, just improvement right from the start. Proven absorption, increased immune response with no initial suppression of those natural killer cells. Yep, that's our Sunny C. So make the right choice for your vitamin C supplementation. Order Sunny C today and get 20% off when you call our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Call today. That's 800-794-1855. Go to healthquestradio.com. Let's do it. All right, glad to have you be back on our show, Chicagoland's longest-running health news and science show with me, Dr. David Kobaba. This whole thing is pretty frightening, you think, but there's something we can do about it. And that's why we have uh, with us today our friend, Nate Jones, a deep sea diver, yeah, deep sea diver, uh, turned CEO and uh, and founder of Clear, a company committed to making a better world for well for our oral and nasal uh, cavities and passages. That is today an interesting connection between our oral cavity and diseases like cancer, diabetes, and Alzheimer's. Bridge that gap for us, Nate. Picture you right now. You're underwater, and you get this great idea, this lightning strike. Take us through the possibilities of reducing the risks without the use of so many risky drugs and medications. How did you come up with that? I didn't come up with the idea. My father came up with the idea. Aha! He's a physician. He comes up with great ideas. All right. So I thought we'd have this exciting thing. You're at the bottom of the deep blue sea, uh, lightning strikes or something similar to that underwater aqua, (laughs) and nothing happened. You just born to a father who is very talented, and your father, a pioneer in his own right. Yes, that is correct. He actually was was trying to find a a way to prevent kids from getting ear infections because of what you were talking about in that first segment. Um, He understood, even back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, the damages that systemic antibiotics can cause. And so even when I was growing up, he very seldomly would give us antibiotics. And in the mid-90s, he was having a hard time because he had a bunch of kids in his practice that had these recurrent ear infections. And so he went on PubMed when it came online in 1998 and started querying preventing ear infections. And what kept coming up was all of these dental research studies where they'd been using xylitol to prevent tooth decay. And as a side note in all these studies, the kids who were using the xylitol products, not only were they not getting cavities, 
But just by chewing gum with xylitol, they were getting 42% fewer ear infections. Not only is, is that a great story, but as time's moved on now, many studies have been done on this sugar alcohol called xylitol. Tell us a little bit about what it is, and I'd like to discuss what's been hitting the press lately with respect to the correlation between xylitol and cancer, xylitol and Alzheimer's disease, xylitol, and how it relates to cardiovascular disease. Well, what xylitol is, first of all, it's just a sugar. It's a natural sugar, but it's different from the sugars that we normally consume in the, the sucrose, glucose, fructose, sorbitol, mannitol, maltitol, the lesser extent. Those are all six-carbon sugars, and that's what bacteria in our body eat. That's what we eat. That's, what, that's what's in table sugar. That's what's in candy. That's what's in food. We eat a lot of those. The five-carbon sugars are a little more rare, but and they're a little more locked up in the woody fibrous tissue mm-hmm. that uh, we don't eat as much of anymore in, in the processed food diet that we have. But those sugars, the five-carbon sugar, your body actually produces it. But again, it is a natural sugar, and the bacteria that make acid, the bacteria that cause a lot of the, the uh, infections that we have, cannot metabolize it. They try to because it looks like sugar to them, too. But they can't metabolize it because their single-cell organisms are really designed, engineered, or created, however you want to look at that, to eat six carbon sugars and break those down and get the energy out of that. They cannot do that with the five carbon sugars. And inadvertently, the people in Finland found this sugar by stripping off the bark of trees during the war when Nazi submarines were bombing supply ships. And they sought after a sweetener that they found in the birch tree and then converted it while we were able to synthesize it and get the xylitol. And there was this phenomena that happened in Finland where their dental caries in general, the cavities, became non-existent. And I think that got the attention of scientists worldwide. And so in the first ring, Nate, we found that the use of xylitol in mouthwash, toothpaste, and all these other things, nasal rinse like your dad utilized, there was in that first discovery process, tell our listeners what was found in that first ring and that discovery in the earlier days. In the, in the earlier days, the first studies that were done looking specifically at xylitol and oral care were done by Dr. Keiko Mackinnon, um, and they were done in the late 60s. And they came about because, as you pointed out, what they started noticing in the 60s is the kids that grew up during the war even when they were adults, they weren't getting cavities. And so that when it was the 60s before they started realizing this, and so they started doing studies on it. The first study was, was a study that lasted five days, and what they found was that in as little as three days, it reduced the plaque weight 50% yeah, man. in the patient's mouth. So they could go in and they would take off all the plaque in their mouth and they would weigh it and all this other stuff. Um, but in three days... The using xylitol reduced the plaque in the person's mouth by 50%. And that was awesome. And, well, it came kind of slow to the United States, I think, and I know that you would probably agree. But something... Oh, very much so. <laughs> I thought we were first at everything, those dang fins. But then something has happened in more recent days that we find very interesting. I know many cancers actually feed off of sugar. That's one of the reasons why, as doctors, we might use a PET scan to look to see what type of cancer it might be, what it's feasting on. But a new research study was related to this whole glucose utilization hallmark in various cancers. And they found that partially substituting glucose with xylitol significantly suppressed 
the proliferative aspect of a particular variety of cancer, and that I know you found interesting because it was the kind of cancer that affected the oral cavity. Yeah, that was a study that was that was published in September of 2017, and by substituting as little as 20% of the glucose intake of a person, it stopped the progression of the oral cancer. And that was a small study, but it was the first one done of its kind that I'm aware of, of people looking at how xylitol or even really sugars, polyols in general, affect cancer tissue. And I talked with Dr. Mackinnon about this, and uh, what, the, what the point of it is is that the same way that the bacteria that digest sugars digest them a lot to make the acid, cancer tissue, they hyper-consume those sugars also. And he just had the idea, hey, let's test it and see what happens, because they're both abnormal bacteria or tissue that are hyper-consuming the sugars. Mm-hmm. And what he found was that substituting as little, again, as little as 20% yeah. stopped that progression. Amazing. And that's pretty amazing. I know. And then just this last week, published report related to gum disease causing bacteria that some uh, researchers are thinking might spur Alzheimer's. Uh, poor oral health care is a risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. What's not clear, though, is whether gum disease causes the disorder or it's merely a result because most patients with dementia cannot take proper care of their teeth. And I know you heard this privately sponsored study uh, confirmed that the bacteria that, that cause gum disease are present in the brains of people who have Alzheimer's disease. And it's not just in their mouths, but they're wondering if it's migrating to the brain. Also, the study also finds that in mice, the bacteria trigger brain changes typical of the Alzheimer's uh, disease. So I don't know, it's, it's interesting to think that there is a heavy role in this thing called xylitol and the care of our mouths. And with us today is uh, Nate Jones, uh, CEO and founder of Clear. And Clear, of course, is one of our sponsors, and you've graciously supported our show through the years, and we support you. I know when I brushed my teeth this morning, I used the Clear toothpaste, and I would love to get into that a little more directly as we take this very short break. Nate, can you stay with me here? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Great. (laughs) Okay. Hey, this whole thing about xylitol, and you're thinking about what was it that the Finnish people discovered out of necessity? Necessity became such a, a exciting link between us, our mouth, and several diseases that most of us are so fearful of, like Alzheimer's disease and diabetes, and, and who's not afraid of the number one killer in the United States today, coronary heart disease. So it's a HealthQuest Saturday morning. I want you to stay right here, okay? Stay right here. You're listening to Chicagoland's longest-running health, news, and science show with your host, Dr. David Kolbaba. It's, uh, it is what it is. Dr. David Kolbaba. Over half of us are magnesium deficient. So what? 
Well, it might help explain your fatigue, your headaches, brain fog, muscle cramps or weaknesses, the depression, PMS, sleep challenges, and so much more. Let's face it, you're not going to get what you need from your typical diet, that's for sure. And this is where EasyMag comes in to help, because it's the first and only 100% whole food magnesium grown on a regenerative, sustainable, certified organic farm in Wisconsin. EasyMag contains a naturally occurring multi-form of magnesium, and it's easily absorbed by our bodies just as mother nature intended. Great tasting Easy Mag now available in these, well, these little convenient portable stick packs you mix with your water or blend in a smoothie or sprinkle on foods. So get your supply of Easy Mag by calling our HealthQuest radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. Up next, more HealthQuest. But for now, order your Easy Mag, 800-794-1855. Dance floor is open. Come on, everyone. Let's shake it. You're young at heart. Let's keep it that way. Stay feeling young with Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract, designed specifically to help support and strengthen your cardiovascular system as you age. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract was founded on scientific research and has been the subject of more than 800 research studies over the last 45 years, revealing its significant cardiovascular benefits. Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract Cardiovascular, Blood Pressure Health, Cholesterol, and Circulation Formulas are just a handful of the many Kyolic supplements that can help reduce the major risk factors of heart disease and promote overall heart health. Organically grown, Kyolic Garlic is aged up to 20 months, has no pungent odor, and is gentle on the stomach. Make a resolution today to stay young at heart and keep your cardiovascular system strong for years to come. Get Kyolic today. Available at fine natural health retailers nationwide. All of our radio show podcasts are available in the iTunes Store. Look under Adventures in Health. Download us on your iPod and take us with you. All right, again, thank you for being with us uh, on a nice Saturday morning, warming up here after the blizzard. No, it wasn't a blizzard, it was a cold spell. We almost could have died there. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's no mistake you've tuned into our show today and it's no mistake that we're talking to CEO and founder of, of Clear, Nate Jones. And, and Nate, I know that um, many of us think about uh, not wanting to get the flu and all this other stuff. And all the, the array of Clear products really are products that we can use not just when we get sick, but really in a more preventative approach, defending ourselves better so that we don't have to relegate ourselves to some of these wintertime infections, do we? Well, that's what the original Clear product was designed for. It was designed, again, by my dad, a physician, to wash out the upper airway, which is where a lot of these, these issues start. Cold, flu, allergies, asthma, that all starts in the upper airway. And he developed Clear in his practice, and he started using it on these children that were getting ear infections, and, and really they stopped getting sick. And so it is designed. It is a hygiene tool mm -hmm. to wash the bacteria out of our upper airway. How does uh, xylitol, without getting too nitty-gritty, how does xylitol do it? When you introduce xylitol, the sugar, how does it affect that change? Well, the cool thing is, is there's actually three different ways that it works. Okay. One is it actually binds up on the bacteria, on the little lectins, on the little things that stick out from the cell that they have to use to attach to the tissue. 
Yep. And if the bacteria can't attach the tissue in your in your nose, it can't hold you're on. not going to get sick. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they can't hold on, yeah. your body's going to wash them away. You're not going to get sick. That's what the mucociliary clearance in your nose is designed to do. Mm-hmm. The second thing that it does is those bacteria, again, are going to try to eat the xylitol, which if they eat it and they can't metabolize it, they have to kick it back out of the cell. And that's called phosphorylization, but they have to do that. And that takes a tremendous amount of energy on the cellular level. It doesn't take that much energy to pull it into the cell. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy to kick it back out. Mm-hmm. And if it does that over and over, the cell starves to death. Oh, my gosh. And that's the other way that it works in your upper airway. And the third one is that it acts as an osmotic agent because most people are familiar with saline sprays. Yes. They're commonly used. Yeah. And when you use a saline spray and you spray that up into your nose, yeah. after about 30 minutes, the salt is actively transported across the mucosal membrane into the tissue and the water's going to follow it, and that's going to dry your, your mucus out, your snot out. Yeah. So it's not going to work as well. Yeah. The xylitol is non-absorbable, so it sits there and slowly pulls moisture out of your tissue, opening your airway. The study that was done by Dr. Nasuli showed that you use the nasal spray once in the morning, once in the evening, and in as little as three weeks, you're going to have 36% more airflow because it reduces the inflammation in the sinuses and opens up that airway. So to me, it sounds like you're throwing the bug off the cliff or you're starving it and just dies, or you're making it so the substrate it needs to live ain't there no more. All of those things <laughs> is what's happening. And at no risk to the person who's who's utilizing all these xylitol-containing products. I know you've got a new product. You want to briefly tell us about it really quick, because I know we've got a whole line of products that we can send our uh, listeners to healthquestradio.com or, or clear.com. Yes. Um, the new product, the rescue, is what I think you're referring to, is, yeah. is actually something that I'm really excited about. And that came about because uh, about three years ago, four years ago, I was sitting in my office eating a handful of nuts, and someone came in and, and cracks and said something funny, cracked a funny joke, and I started laughing, and I coughed those up into my sinuses, and I ended up getting a sinus infection. Mm. And I went to the doctor, obviously, and they said, hey, uh, you know, take some amoxicillin. And I was driving home, and, you know, and I'm thinking in my head, why am I taking a systemic antibiotic for a localized sinus infection? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so I... So I got on the phone and I called my dad and I said, Dad, why don't they have an antibiotic and a nasal spray? <laughs> and he said, well, give me a couple of minutes and I'll, and I'll find you one and you can go get a prescription for it. And he called me back about half an hour later and he said, they don't make one. Hmm. Isn't it neat that you have your father as a resource here? Well, absolutely. <laughs> but what I ended up doing is when I got home, I opened up my bottle of clear. And, and please, people, don't do this. But I opened up my bottle of clear, dumped a one capsule of amoxicillin into it and started spraying it up my nose. And I started doing that. And within a day or two, I was all better. And I'd used about one five hundredth the amount of the antibiotic that the doctor told me to use. All the clear nasal products are available uh, even at Walmart, I notice. Uh, CVS, Whole Foods, Vitamin Shop, Rite Aid. Go to healthquestradio.com. You can get more information there. Go to clear. All the, you got the dental, the spry dental products that I use. Those are also available at Vitamin Shop, Whole Foods. And so, boy, Nate, you've got it covered. I really appreciate you getting into Walmart, too, because so many people go there and they figure if they're buying it there, they're getting it at the best price. So I want to thank you for being with us. Thank you for taking the time. I know you got your family on a ski slope and you took time out just for us and i, I appreciate that hey anytime at <laughs> <That> work <laughs> it will thanks again we'll see ya okay thank you, you bet. stay with us it's health quest radio it's dr david Kolbaba.
stop breathing right now. No, really, hold your breath. This is how it feels when you're stuffed up due to colds, flu, pollen, dander, post-nasal drip, or any other reason. That's when you need Clear Saline Nasal Spray, the only spray with the power of xylitol. That simple saline solution you're using is only doing half the job. It's just rinsing. In multiple research studies, xylitol has been shown to reduce bacterial adhesion and help keep your nose moist and clean much longer than saline alone, making Clear more effective at washing away that nasty gunk in your nose. Clear is so powerful, it's been granted over 11 patents. So step up from that wimpy saline spray to something that actually works faster and better at getting you the relief you need to start breathing now. And if your doctor isn't talking to you about Clear for your congestion, maybe you need to get a new doctor. You don't just rinse your hands, why would you just rinse your nose? Clear Saline Nasal Spray with Xylitol. Available at Walmart, CVS, Whole Foods, Rite Aid, and everywhere else. Or clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R dot com. Now go wash your nose. Thanks to uh, Nate Jones, CEO and founder of Clear. Cutting edge technology that you can find in a bottle. And I mean that because uh, I know what happens when you think you're coming down with something. You just grab the box or you start reviewing in your mind what you saw in the commercials on TV. And Big Pharma, they, they know we do that. And so we become vulnerable once we're in symptoms. The clear nasal products, all the spry dental products, all these are produced by our friends at, at Clear, can be found at, at all your major outlets, health food stores, especially Whole Foods, and now Walmart. So for more information, you can give our toll-free uh, Health Coast Radio hotline a jingle as well, and we'll be very happy to help you. You can go to healthquestradio.com. And we've got more information listed there as well. That's 800-794-1855 and uh, healthquestradio.com. And not only that is a resource for information, interesting stories. And so much of what we talk about when we cover a certain topic like we are today, don't look a gift horse in the mouth or maybe second thought we should uh, when our mouth goes south, if you will. The ramifications of that can be deadly. It's not about just having a bad mouth. It's about having a an oral cavity that is in peril that then leads to or contributes to serious diseases that are known to us as those deadly killers. The number one, two killer, and the diabetes is in there too with uh, Alzheimer's and, and coronary heart disease. And as I mentioned before, our gut ecology is known as a biome. It's a biofilm. It's like uh, the, the neighborhood filled with tremendous diversity of different living entities, and they all need to get along. Now, I mentioned before, it'd be easy for us to assume we want to get rid of the mosquitoes or whatever it is, but these symbiotic forces of nature that come in bug form or plant form or or microbe form are all there with us as part of that neighborhood to be balanced in a certain population, a certain ratio. So that when we become deficient in one or more of these microbes, it causes us to be sick. Now you wouldn't think that. An overpopulation of one of these microbes in any way can cause sickness as well. The interesting part of these different microbes, they control each other. 
similar to the wolves that control the herd of deer or elk or moose or whatever it is. There are uh, management issues that happen between bats and bugs. You know, there's that balance that has to be maintained. So any overpopulation of any of these microbes, because one microbe has gone down, there's nothing else to feed on the more pathological microbe that then becomes a pathology unto itself. It's probably one of the reasons, based on our original design, that, that over 80% of our body's immune response mechanism is found somewhere in our gut, somewhere between our mouth and the other end of the line. And I'm really upset, as you are, that we overuse antibiotics. We overuse opiates. We overuse birth control. We overuse high blood pressure medication. We overuse these statin drugs. We overuse anticoagulants. We overuse... I, I can't think of a drug that we do not, in my opinion, overuse. And that's where we come up with the statistic that America is only populating the earth to almost 5%, yet we use over... 85% of the world's supply of drugs, yet we've got 95% of the world's population having to put up with only 15% of the drugs that are left over after we get done with it. And 30 of those countries, the people that live there are living longer than we are in this country. Go figure. And as I mentioned before, news headline out of science advances came out correlating poor Oral health is a risk factor for Alzheimer's disease. The study also finds that in mice, the bacteria trigger brain changes. And that's typical of the Alzheimer's disease condition. Pointing at these microbes, these bugs, these microbial infections may be playing a role, a bigger role, in diseases like Alzheimer's and heart disease and diabetes more than we ever thought they did. Now, we know that certain bacteria, certain bugs can cause us as humans to crave bad foods. I spoke about that some months back. There are certain bacteria that transmit to our brain and in our brain causes us to crave bad foods, junk foods. And the same bacteria that's lodged in the brain also causes us to go for those foods and eat those foods. It's almost kind of like the bacteria is controlling us to get us to eat what it will feed on. Interesting concept, isn't it? When you think about the ominous threat of some of these microbes, and yet a balance between those microbes and more helpful ones has all to do with being part of the neighborhood where there's balance because we have microbes that are favorable to our high health. 800-794-1855 is our HealthQuest radio hotline. Please make use of that too, would you? We can take a very short break. We'll be right back.
Hi, this is Dr. David Kolbaba. Glad you're here with us today. HealthQuest Radio is Chicagoland's longest-running health news and science program. I've been an integrated healthcare practitioner for over 33 years now. And if you've been wondering what it's like to be a patient in our HealthQuest offices, well, take a look at our website. Go to healthquestradio.com under Testimonials and Tales of Wonder, right on the homepage, where you'll find many encouraging stories of success straight from our patient's mouth. Would you like to be done with those migraine headaches? Get your insulin under control, feel more energetic, maybe having better sex, get that libido in gear again, discover why you eat for every emotion, and then get it under control. On medication and want to be off of it, whatever health challenges you the most, you can schedule your new patient consult with me just by calling our HealthQuest Radio hotline at 800-794-1855. That's 800-794-1855. We'll be back with more HealthQuest right after this. Go to healthquestradio.com. All right, so so what do we do? What I'm fascinated about in human form is that we're discovering this, we're discovering that. It's so amazing to me that as long as we've been on the island, as long as we've cohabited the planet together, we're still finding things out, aren't we? We're still, in a sense, pondering our our navels. And it's as if we think that as we learn the next thing, that we will be better off. And I look at us as the humanoids and the populations, as societies that share the world in our own world neighborhood, and I say, wow, we can't even get some of the basic things down. How are we ever going to work with the more sophisticated information we learn that we glean over time through science? That's why, to a degree, I'm not waiting for science. That's what I say. (laughs) When I treat cancer patients in our office, I set out a little graph that I draw on a board. I draw 10 slash marks. And then I say, picture all of these 10 people are people that have died as a result of cancer. If you talk to any of their surviving family members, any one of them will say, yeah, that was my grandfather. He died of prostate cancer. That was my grandma. She died of lung cancer. That was my brother. He died of this, that, or the other. And I mentioned that if all 10 of these people who died were thought to have died of cancer by the relatives who survived their death, I circle four of them out of the 10 and say, it is unknown to the family, but it is known to those in medicine that the 10 who died of cancer really didn't all die of the cancer. That four out of the 10 didn't die of cancer. Four out of the 10 died of malnutrition. And I'd say, how can that be? Uncle Harry, he died of cancer. was malnourished. I mean, he didn't look like too much because he lost all that weight. But did you know that out of the 10 families who think that their loved one died of cancer, four out of the 10 did not die of the cancer. The cancer didn't kill him. It was malnutrition. And then I asked them for the six left over who ultimately do die of the cancer, how many of those do you think are malnourished? And most of the time they get it right, and and I'm not just an opinion, they say, I think 100%. 
That means four die of malnutrition, six left over are malnourished. And then you wonder, why aren't we using nutrition in the treatment of cancer? And why aren't we using some of these preventative concepts that we talk about with the oral cavity, using products that Clear produces, this xylitol-containing products that you can utilize before you get a disease in the thought of being more defensive when it comes to protecting yourself against some of these diseases, what with new discoveries all the time that are saying that there is a direct link and a corollary behind these three diseases and the care that you're giving your mouth. Can you reverse the condition of your mouth regardless of how bad or how unhealthy it is? The answer is yes. Now, we've got some suggestions for you, but you got to make a phone call because we work with people just like you. It's our HealthQuest radio hotline. 800-794-1855 is the number to call. We might have some remnants left over on our blood test from last week. I'm not sure. You'll have to call and figure that out if you were procrastinating. That number again for a resource for you. Perhaps you want to set up a new patient strategy consultation with me. We can kind of help you through that. Call that number, would you? 800-794-1855. Appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week. Be blessed.